Guys, thank you all for joining us uh, both here and online for uh, not only for church today, but for a special moment for my family and I with a child dedication. We didn't tell anybody, um, you know, but we just um, thank you uh, that you're here today. God is good. You know, we've been through a lot through this pandemic. Um, we've, uh, you know, we've, we've all, it seems like it, in one way or another, it's kind of hit us. Whether we've, we've actually felt something or been concerned or worried or, or just kind of mentally, emotionally, some of us just, you know, being in our houses and our homes, but coming out of that and all of that, in all of that, we've seen that God is good, haven't we? And in so many ways in our life, we've seen that God is good. We've seen his hand, we've seen his provision, we've seen his blessing. Brothers and sisters, this morning, we're in a message series titled This Life, and in this life, we're going to face different things. And in that, when you walk closely with the Lord, you're going to experience his blessing and his provision and his mercy and his protection in all of those areas. And in that, he tells us in Micah chapter 6, verse 8, he says, listen, this is what the Lord requires of you. And it's our central passage. We jumped into it last week. We're going to read it again today and the rest of the series. But it says this. And if any, does anyone really quickly, before we put it on the screen, does anyone have it memorized? It's on the screen now, so... I got a gift card for you if you have it memorized. How about that? Next Sunday, free money in your hands. It doesn't count if Dr. Ron's here. He got the whole Bible memorized. And so that doesn't count. But hey, that's all right, though. <laughs> Micah chapter 6, verse 8. And it says this. It says this. He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. That's what he requires of us. And all the things that we receive from him and his blessing, his favor, his forgiveness, his mercy, his grace, he says, this is what I want you to walk out, to act justly, to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Let's take a moment to pray and we'll jump into the word today. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for this day, this moment, this time. Thank you, God, that you woke us up here this morning and we're here. I pray, God, that you'd speak to us, that you'd minister to us, that you'd strengthen us, Lord. I pray, God, that you'd convict us, that you'd challenge us. God, we came, Lord. We need to hear a word from you. I pray, God, that you encourage us and minister to us, Lord. Bring your word alive. Illuminate the scriptures. And we give you glory. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. You know, to get started, I'm going to ask you this question. Did any of you grow up watching wrestling like maybe like the WWE or WWF, some of those. You know, I, I enjoyed that as a kid, to see the guys flying across the ring. Or I remember when I was a child, my parents bought me this coloring book with, with, the, with the wrestling guys. And I wasn't a good colorer, so I, I really tried not to color it because it was special. And I, and I just wanted to look at all the different things. And so in, in the wrestling, you know, you see the guys flying around, but then you also see the goal is to get the other person pinned down. And when you get the pin, and when you pin somebody down, it really means two things. Number one, it means I give up. I give up. You win, I give up. And number two, it means would you spare my life? Would you spare my life? Okay, I, I don't want to die. I want to continue to live. Would you spare my life? And so there's this moment where the, the tap out happens, and that tap out uh, uh, means that I give up, means that would you spare my life? And I began to think a little bit about that. 
You see, God wants us to act justly, but he also wants us to love mercy. And mercy in the Bible uses this word, uh, you know, I'm still working on my, my e, it's eleos, eleos. And, and it means this, it means kindness or goodwill towards the miserable and afflicted uh, joined with a desire to help them. That's what it means. That's what it means. Mercy, 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 mercy. When I was 18 years old, I had uh, just started working at um, UPS. And I was uh, moving boxes, moving boxes, just constantly moving boxes. And it was, it, was a, it was a physical job, worked my arms out quite a bit. You know, uh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a tough job, and I, I remember that. And I remember that summer I had uh, got together with my cousins and some of the young adults and even teens, and we went over to Folsom Lake, and I felt like I was a pretty good swimmer. And so we swam out to the lake, and we're, we swam out a good while, just good, a good distance out there. And somewhere out there, I began to feel like, oh, I'm tired. And I wasn't mentally tired. I had, I had a good night rest. My, my body felt good, but my arms didn't feel good. My arms felt like jello. My arms felt like, like, like those pool noodles. I, I, I just felt like, like I, I just was like, this feels weird. I didn't feel it on the way out, but I felt it at that moment. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I got to get back. And I'm looking at my other two guy cousins and they're just laughing, kind of hanging out, you know, just having some fun. And I'm, in, in my mind, there's not a whole lot of in that moment, like, there's not a whole lot of just realistic thinking, logical thinking. I, I, I could have got on my back and kind of floated my way back over there. You know, I, I, I could have done some of these different things. But all I was thinking was two things. One, God, would you save me? Number two, I wonder if I could hold my breath, go down, allow myself to go down so I could rest my arms and then take a break and keep going. That's the, all the logic that I, could, that, could, that I could come up with in that moment. And so I did that. Number one, I asked God, God, would you save me? And number two, I took a deep breath. And, you know, holding the breath, the air in my lungs didn't allow me to go all the way down, but it allowed me to come enough and could see the water above me. And I went down and I rested my arms for five seconds. And then, and then five seconds was over. And then I, I, I tried to swim. And what I realized is that was actually making me work harder. But in my logic, I kept thinking, okay, just keep doing it. It's hard, it's harder, but keep going. You're, you're, you're moving. You're getting closer. And so I did that about three times. And it was somewhere about that third time that I was slowly inching forward that on one of the times I went down far enough and I touched the bottom of where I was at. And when I touched the bottom, my legs felt good and I propelled myself forward and, and, uh, and, and up. And so forward and up, forward and up, enough till I got to the place. And when I got to the beach, Folsom Lake, right here in California, I got to the beach, I sat down and everybody is doing what they're doing and I had a moment of reflection. You see, I knew that in that moment, God had saved me. God had brought me through something. And I think about moments of physical death and how they can be a reflection of a spiritual death and also a spiritual saving. See, brothers and sisters, we need the mercy of God. We need the mercy of God. We receive the mercy of God because he wants, to he wants us to love mercy. 
And today we're going to dive into a passage of scripture between a conversation of Jesus and Peter. And it seems like Jesus and Peter are always having conversations. It seems like Peter was the one in the class, probably like me, but he always had his hand up. And he, it, 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 Jesus, what about this? And Jesus, what about this? And we see here in Matthew chapter 18 and in verse 21, here where it begins. And it, it says this. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king. He's going to tell him a parable now. It's like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay the master order that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I'll pay everything back. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt and let him go. Verse 28. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell on his knees and begged him, be patient with me, I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in, you wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all that he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. From your heart. From your heart. See, Jesus and Peter are having a conversation. Peter's asking the question, Jesus, how many times should I forgive someone? Jesus begins to break it down in a parable. and He's talking about mercy. He says, there's the king, there's the servant, and there's the fellow servant. He wants us to have mercy, to act justly, to love mercy. And so what does that mean for us? What does that mean for us to love mercy? Well, the first thing is this. It means to be aware of your need for mercy. Be aware of your need for mercy. You see, you can't love mercy if it doesn't hit you personally. You can't love mercy. You can't genuinely understand it if you've never experienced it. Like being a parent. If you've never been there, you don't know. See, to love mercy needs to be, needs, I need to be aware of my need. I need to be aware of the fact that, that I need Jesus, that I need to choose him. Jesus, I choose you. I desire you. I want you. I know why I need you. But if I ask you the question, why do you need him? What would you say? Why do you need him? Is it to bless you? I, I, I need God in my life so that I can have his blessing. So that I can have the blessing of God. You know, he can bless me here and bless me. That's why I need God. Or is it to, to, so that God would protect you so that I can go here, do this and do that, and I'll always have the protection of God? Is that why you need God in your life? See, we need God in our life when we come to understand that our sin separates us from him and we 
earn, earn, I'm gonna say earn eternal death. You see, the Bible says in Romans chapter six and in verse 23, it says this, for the wages, right? Wages are what we earn. For the wages of sin, our sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, that is good news. Come on, somebody. That is good news. You see, we need him. I need him. You need him. And I need him to be merciful towards me. I need him to give me what I don't deserve. What I don't deserve. And he gives that to me. And I need to come to the place where I don't take that for granted. Where I recognize and I could come to this place and say, God, I need your mercy in my life. Thank you for what you've done in me. God, help me to walk that out and never take that for granted. Never forget what you've done for me, Christ Jesus, on the cross. I need you. I need you in my life. I've come to that place where I do not take that for granted. The truth is my life has been changed and transformed because of God. You know, people ask me, People asked me, and it was really a turning point when, when God called me to Epic, and, I, and I'm there, and it was Trinity back that time, and, and, and I'm there. It was really a turning point in my life. When I, when I was first attending there, I was a political science major, and I was going into politics and law school, and all these things were happening, and God met me with a prophetic moment, gave me a vision, had a prophetic moment. I dropped all of my schooling, my internship at the Capitol, all the connections that I have with everybody, all my education, and I signed up to go to Bible college full-time it was it was in that moment people asked me all the time do you ever think about what your life would have been like if you would have not done what you're doing and you would have went off to that yeah miserable miserable I can't see a life without Jesus there is no way there is no way I am going back to chasing after all these things and never in life feeling fulfilled or satisfied uh, can I get that? Can I do this? Can I do that? And I'm always chasing and always wanting and never feeling filled up, never feeling satisfied, never feeling I'm good. I'm, I'm good. Never feeling that. I'm never, I'm not going back to that. I'm just not. There's no way. There's nothing anybody can offer me to go back to that. Because when you're in Christ Jesus, it changes everything. Suddenly you're filled up. Suddenly you're good. It, it, you, things around you, some things ain't worked out yet. But you know what? I'm good. I'm in the presence of God. And I'm blessed by him. I'm blessed by him. The mercy of God over my life has changed my life forever. And even thinking about the next generation, the chains that have been broken, the things that my kids get to walk into that they'll never have to see or experience. Because of the mercy of God in my life. Because of the mercy. You see, this servant found compassion with the king. It says this, he had no way to pay. He had no way to pay. It says this in verse 25. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children, all he had be sold to repay the debt. Everything. He's about to go into slavery. Him, his wife, his kids, they're all going. In verse 26, at this, the servant fell on his knees before him. God, would you have mercy on me? Be patient with me, he begged, and I'll pay everything back. 
And I want you to see what it says in verse 27. It says this, the servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt and let him go. See, I, 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 I told you that this pity is better understood as compassion. See, this compassion led to action. The action is a debt being canceled and it's letting him go. You see, what we see is compassion leading to an action of mercy. The heart of God becomes unleashed over him. And he's forgiven. You see, instead of getting what he deserves, he gets mercy. He gets mercy. This servant, this guy, this, he knows firsthand mercy. And I don't know if you've been there before. If you've been in a situation in life and listen, you just, you needed to cry out because you needed some mercy in your life. You needed something. You were at that place of no return. And you needed a miracle. You needed something to work out. You, if, if something will just change in my life. He's about to get everything he deserves and then mercy. How many of you remember an 80s uh, show called Saved by the Bell? You guys remember that? I, I, I love that show. It was, it was something about that. It was, uh, it was like the first, like, like I seen on TV, something with like showing some diversity and some things like that. And I just kind of, I, I just, I enjoyed it. And it was this idea of, you know, being, you know, they are, whatever is happening there in school, but then the bell, and then they were saved by the bell. And I, and I'd be kind of think, kind of think about that a little bit. And, you know, we're not saved by the bell, but we're certainly saved by the grace of God because of his mercy towards us. And our job is simply just to believe in Ephesians chapter two and in verse eight, it says this, God saved you by his grace when you believed and you can't take credit for this. You can't. It is a gift from God. You see, brothers and sisters, I need to be aware of this. God's desire is that I would love mercy, but I can't do that if I don't recognize my own need for it. I need mercy. I need the mercy of God. I haven't earned any of it. I wasn't good enough to my parents. I wasn't good enough in Dr. Ron's classes. I, I, I haven't earned anything, but it is this free gift of God. God asked me to love mercy, and for that to happen in my life, I need to be aware of my need for it. And the second thing is this, is I need, I need to be able to forgive with the same mercy that I received from our Heavenly Father. What does it mean to love mercy? It means to forgive with the same mercy you received from our heavenly father, the very same one. See, remember Peter's initial question with Jesus? Peter and Jesus are having a conversation. And in verse 21, he says, then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? You see, in Judaism, three times was sufficient to forgive somebody. You messed up. You did wrong. You know what? I forgive you. You did it again. You know what? I forgive you. You did it. Come on, brother. A third time? All right. I forgive you. I forgive you. You do it a fourth time. Listen, brother. I'm sorry. We're cut off. You go that way. I'll go this way. Listen, wish you the best, man, but we can't do this together no more. Uh, you're cut off. Right? That, that was the culture. That was the normal and so Peter's coming to Jesus and he's saying, Jesus, hey, how about seven times? 
You know, he's trying to put the disciples on notice, let them know where he's at with him and Jesus, trying to show this. And at the same time, he's trying to show Jesus the spirit of generosity. Jesus, seven times? I want you to see how Jesus responds to him. He tells him in verse 22, Jesus answered, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. Whoa. Why so much? Only if you could keep tally of your sin and know how much you've been forgiven for. Remember those chalkboards back in school? One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. What if every time you sinned, there was a tally? What if every time you had a thought, there was a tally? Every, every time you watch something that you shouldn't be watching, you, you listen to something, you participate, you decided in your heart and your mind you were going to do that even though you knew it wasn't right. You did the wrong thing or you lied or you stole or you cheated or you coveted and so on and so on. What if there was a tally for every single one of those times and multiple times per day and it was all tallied up? One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. There would not be enough chalkboards in the world to keep track of your tallies of sin. It, we're just keeping a 100 here this morning. Your sin would have you so far away from God, you wouldn't even be able to imagine his existence. See, in order to love mercy, we need to be able to forgive others with the same mercy and forgiveness that's been given to us. Well, Pastor, you don't know. People are shady. You don't know what they've done to me. There's some people that have done some wrong things to me in my life. They've hurt me. They've cut me. They've scarred me. And I want to tell you this morning, because listen, I could tell you my story, what I've been through, but listen, I, I want to tell you, I hear you. I know you've been through some things. I know you face some challenges. I know you've been through some things that, you know, you really wish it wouldn't have happened. You can't believe it's happened to you. You never thought you'd ever go through anything like that. And, and, and I get that you've dealt with some things like that. And I, I just want to encourage you. I just want to encourage you that if you allow God to work in you, if you're willing to put that guard down from your heart and your mind, if you let him work, you're going to find so much freedom in your life. You don't have to carry that anymore. Let the guard from your heart down. And this morning, let's let the word minister to our souls. Let the word work in us. I want you to get this. Look, look at what happens in verse 24. In verse 24, it says this. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Okay, this is the servant who comes the, before the king with his debt. He owes 10,000 bags of gold. Now, I want you to check out the fellow servant who owes the other servant. This is this in verse 28. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him 100 silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. So I want to give us here some perspective. We're talking about 10,000 bags of uh, gold and we're, we're talking about 100 silver, silver coins, okay? Now, this is in the NIV. 
Now, in the ESV, these hundred bags of gold, they would have been known as talents. And the coins, the silver coins, would have been known as denarii. Now, my, my math isn't always so good with talents and denarii, but I want to give us some perspective here. If we're talking about modern time, these talents would have been worth 600,000 US dollars. Now times that by 10,000 because we're talking about 10,000 bags of gold. Now we're talking about 6 billion US dollars, okay? 6 billion US dollars. Now, the, the denarii was, was a little bit different. And to give you some perspective with that, if there was a laborer who worked um, fit for $15 an hour and he worked about 40 hours a week and he worked all year long, 52 weeks a year, they had no weeks off, probably did a little bit of overtime, that would have been worth a little bit over 30,000 US dollars. So we have comparison here with, with, the, with the 6 billion and 30,000. Some of you might be thinking, well, to, to owe somebody 30,000 is still a lot. And maybe what you're thinking is what they've done to me in my life and how they've hurt me and how they've scarred me. Well, you know what? That might as well be worth 30,000 or more because I've been through some things. Because I felt some pain. Because I've it's hit me so hard and hit so home. How will I ever forget? But I want to ask you this question. What is greater? The amount they owe you or the amount God has forgiven you? What's greater? The amount they owe you or the amount God has forgiven you? See, I want to encourage you this morning. God wants to do something in your life. But you have to let your heart guard down. It's, it, you, you can't sweep it under the rug. You can't pretend it didn't exist. I'm, I'm just going to mentally get past that. I'm going to just kind of, I'm just, I, I'm going to do that. I, I, I just, I'm just going to deal with it. I'm never going to trust people again. I'm just going to be hard and tough on the exterior. I, I'm, I'm just, in, I, I'm just surface level. We're never going to share my heart again. I'm never going to trust again. And how can you live life that way when there's good news this morning? And the good news is that God can take that all off of your shoulders, but he needs you to trust him, to trust him. You see what he does with your chalkboard? One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. He wipes the chalkboard. Yours is gone. Now there's the offense that someone's done to you. What will you do? So he says in Micah chapter 6 and verse 8, he says, Listen, you get all of this from, from me. I just need you to act justly. We talked about that last week. And then I need you to love, love mercy, to love it. I just do mercy, but I need you to love. You know when you love something? I, I, I need you to love mercy. Love it! Because you recognize that you need it before anything else. I need the mercy of God. I'm so grateful for his mercy towards me. And then I need to share that same, that same mercy with those who've done wrong to me. The Bible says... 
Bible says in John chapter 10 and verse 10, that the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Who's the thief? Satan, the devil, the adversary. He comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's what he wants to do in us. And then Jesus says, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. This is who Jesus is. His desire for you is life and life abundantly, eternal life, from eternal death to eternal life. And there's so much more to this life. There is so much more. And there's some areas in your life where you think you've learned to, you just learned to live with it. God just wants you to live with that anymore. He wants you to be free from that. And in order for you to be free from that, you're gonna have to forgive him. And when you put it into perspective of what he's forgiven you, God's gonna bless your life. You're gonna experience so much freedom, come on. And so here's my challenge for you. And when I, when I, when I think of these challenges and I come before the Lord and Lord, what, what is it, how do I, what is it you want me to challenge them with? And there was a, a lot that went into this, a lot of prayer, a lot of moments, but I'm thinking about you and I'm asking God, listen God, would you do it in them this Sunday? God, they're gonna hear your word. Would you do it in them? God, would you bless them? They're coming, God. Are you going to do it? Are you going to speak to them? Are you going to minister to them? God, are you going to unleash that word in their life? God, are you going to finally set them free, God? It's this moment. We're going to gather, God. We're going to come together. You're watching online and you're here today. But God, we're going to have this moment. Is this going to be their day, God? This is the challenge for you. Reflect on who you need to show mercy to. And then plan to do it. Make a plan. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. What I'm going to pray now next is I'm going to pray that God would provide the details and a divine appointment. And God is about to do a great work in your life. Let's take a moment to pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. God, you are good and faithful. You're good and faithful, Father. You provide us with the opportunity to choose you. And in that, because our wages of sin have earned us death, by your mercy, by your grace, we can receive the free gift of eternal life in you, Christ Jesus. Father, I pray your blessing over each and every one of us. Would you strengthen your church? Would you strengthen your house? Would you strengthen your people? Would you work today, Father, in us? Maybe there's somebody here today and you say, you know what, I gotta get right with God. I need to get right with Him. The truth is that hasn't been me. I haven't been walking in that path. I, I, I haven't been right with the Lord. I, I, I wanna make a decision to be a committed Christian to walking it out, to be a Christ follower, to receive the mercy, grace, and forgiveness, to recognize that what Jesus has done for me on the cross, that he rose on the third day. At the same time, I'm gonna allow him to be the Lord of my life, to navigate my steps going forward. And if that's you here today and you say, you know what, that's what I want. I, I wanna make a decision to be a committed Christian, to be a Christ follower. If that's you, would you just quickly put your hand up and then down? Thank you, I see your hands. Thank you, I see your hands. Anybody else? Thank you, I see your hand. Thank you, I see your hand. Heavenly Father, I pray right now. God, for we're making this decision. God, help us to walk it out with you. 
to receive your love, to receive your mercy, to receive your grace. You are so good and faithful. And it happens in a moment, God, where we repent and say, God, you are who you say you are. And I thank you for what you've, you sent Jesus. Jesus, would you be my savior? Would you be the Lord of my life? And God, I receive eternal life with you. So Father, help us. And Lord, for every single one of us today, Lord, maybe we're wrestling, Lord, with that person that has hurt us, scarred us, that situation, those people. God, I pray freedom today. I pray freedom in the mighty and precious name of Jesus, freedom. So Father, we offer you this worship. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.